episode of the bad sex podcast i'm your host krista uh this is a very special episode because it's episode number 10 and for really no other reason besides that um but 10's a cool number it's a it's a milestone so let's uh round of applause for that thanks for sticking with it guys i'm really happy you guys are still listening every time i see friends out y'all are giving me great feedback and you know I'm very grateful. I apologize for the sound of my voice. I am sick, but no days off. You know what I'm saying? Because I already broke all my other commitments for 2020. So, um, you know, trying to keep this one so I don't feel like a complete failure. Um, it's fun. 2020 is off to a great start. Um, no, it really hasn't been that bad. I just said I was going to do sober January, and that lasted about six days. And then... Um, said I wasn't going to text my ex and we're getting dinner on Wednesday. So, you know, <laughs> um, I haven't done the best. But other than that, I've just been chilling. I've just been chilling. I had a great time in New York. I don't know if y'all could tell. I was so happy there. My last two episodes. Um, I met a boy out after recording episode nine. I had a nice little uh, dance floor makeout. You guys ever had a dance floor makeout? A diffmo, <laughs> as, you know, we call it in the streets. I don't, I don't know who calls it that. I think it was my sorority sisters who first said that to me. Um, yeah, he was fine, I guess, but I, it it was just, it just goes to show like everything I say about LA being the worst place to date. It truly, it truly is because my bad, the mic just fell over. So I don't know if y'all heard any, any sound for that. Let me just get this set up. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Um, it truly is the worst city because every time I leave LA, I meet someone. Like I went out for one night in New York. I went out on the town one night and I met someone. I've lived in LA three years. Tell me who I've met. Tell me who I've met. No one. I went to Vegas, met someone. I even might see him this weekend. He lives in San Francisco. I might be making the drive up there if I feel better because this sickness, it's just like, I don't get sick a lot, so I'm kind of a baby when I get sick. I just got, you know, I just got just the cold. It's not a flu or anything, but, you know, if I don't feel up to it. But this man, I don't know if I brought him up. I don't know if I'd started the, no, I had not started the podcast yet. But I met the most beautiful man in Las Vegas at a music festival. He was so pretty. He had just, like, thick, dark hair, like, olive skin. I'm pretty sure he's Mexican. Um... I, I am pretty sure because I did find his Instagram account and he does have a Mexican flag in his bio. Um, that's creepy for me to know. Hopefully he never listens to this, but um, I kind of just texted him on a whim, you guys. And I was like, hey, I might be in your city this weekend. What you up to? You know, not even sure if he was single and I am sure if he was going to text me back. He texted me back right away, you guys. It was very exciting. Um, so if I feel better, I might be heading up there, but Anyway, New York was so much fun, had a great time, came back, did the most, did too much. I wanted to not eat out, I wanted to not spend money on alcohol, and here we are, middle of January, all of that's out the window. 
and we're sick. And you see what happens. You see what happens. All right. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a ton prepared for this episode. Um, you know, if it's bad, I'm just planning on forcing a friend to re-record one with me tomorrow. So no pressure, really. But I do have a few questions from you guys, which... You know, I love that you guys are submitting questions. I, you know, wanted it to be interactive from the start, and that was important to me. So keep up with the questions. You know, I didn't get quite as many this time. Um, I'm not going to hold it against you guys, but um, I did get a couple. So one topic someone wants me to talk about is jealousy, which is a good one, and flings. She later elaborated, and these two were connected, but I'm going to separate them because her situation was very specific, and uh, I don't know that it would apply to everyone, but start with jealousy because that's a big one that's a big one um i i don't know if i can call myself a jealous person i'm only jealous if i'm given a reason to be if i'm given a reason to be and people are probably rolling their eyes and being like that sounds like you're just jealous but no i will be very trusting until you give me a reason not to be trusting and then crazy krista comes out and any of you who know me know that crazy krista is alive and very well and she's just sleeping. And when she comes out, it's scary, okay? One time, I should not admit this, but this was years ago, and I've never done anything like this since. So one time, I was dating a guy who was horrible. He was constantly talking to girls he used to sleep with and saying, well, we're just friends. What's the problem? It's like, the problem is you fucked them like six months ago. But anyway, um, just constantly talking to these girls I used to hook up with. And... He, we had gone on like a break, this is in college, we went on like a break for the summer and I found out he'd been seeing this girl and uh, I saw him texting her about me when we got back in town when we went to get food. We were like with a group and I was sitting next to him and he was texting her about me and it was rude what the fuck he said. I saw it and so I said, oh hell no, I never forgot this. We just, we went back and forth for that, like, whole semester. It was a fucking mess. Um, so toxic, like, wow. But uh, one night, he booty calls me, as he was wont to do, because he was afraid of commitment, and all he would do was booty call me, and I was stupid back then. I, can, I, I cannot express how stupid I was back then. It really was, it's really crazy. I was reading old journals that I wrote from that time, and I literally wanted to, like, throw my laptop off my balcony, I was so embarrassed. I was saying things like, oh my gosh, he told me he really enjoyed hanging out with me and that makes me feel so good because I was, you know, sometimes I'm afraid he doesn't. And then I looked at the date and realized we've been dating for like a year at that point. Like, what? <laughs> why am I concerned that my boyfriend of a year doesn't like hanging out with me? Anyway, before we were official, this happened and he booty calls me. And I show up to this party, even though I was at another party with a dude I also wanted to sleep with who's way hotter and I never got a chance to sleep with. And it is one of my very, very few regrets because I try not to live my life with regrets uh, that I never got to sleep with this guy. Um, but I leave that party, leave that guy. Um, and I show up to the party. He's blacked out. So I'm like, Ugh, we're not hooking up tonight. Jesus Christ. This is such a waste of time. But I'm a very nice person. So I stay with him. I'm like, okay, I'll get him home. And... He goes off, he like lost his jacket. He goes off to get his jacket and this girl walks up to me. This isn't part of the story I'm trying to tell, but this is just a funny thing that happened. This girl walks up to me and she goes, oh my God, girl, you are so pretty. Don't go home with him. And then 
like she thought I had just met him that night was trying to warn me um I had to tell her I was like oh actually I know him pretty well like you know for a few months now but like thank you and she goes oh my god I'm so sorry and I was like honestly don't apologize he is an asshole but anyway he finds a jacket we go back to his place I make him a fucking pizza put him in bed and he passes out and then I remember the text that I saw like three months prior this is how crazy I am and so I take his phone unprotected unpassword protected this is the only time I've ever done anything like this and I uh, search my name in his messages just to see what comes up, see what he's been saying about me. And really, he hadn't said much except for to this girl. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I open it up and he says the meanest stuff about me. I was so pissed. And but I'm like, well, how, how can I how can I confront him about this? I can't like let him know that I looked at his phone because you're not supposed to fucking snoop. And so I uh, pretended when he woke up in the morning. Oh, by the way, when he woke up in the morning, he was shocked to see me. He did not remember inviting me over. So there was that. Why did I stay? Because I'm an idiot. Um, He woke up in the morning and I pretended that he had drunkenly told me all about this girl. And I found a way to weave in the information that he had told her about me. I mean, he was kind of dumb, so... uh, I don't know why he believed me, but he did not put two and two together. And I was able to convince him that he's the one who told me about this so that I could yell at him because I could not let him get away with this without saying something. That's how crazy I used to be. I have since reformed. I am a reformed crazy bitch. Um, And the crazy only comes out um, justifiably. And also I don't like snoop. I don't do anything illegal. But what were we talking about? Jealousy. I should not have shared that story. Um, I forget what I ta- what I be talking about on here, and I'll get DMs from people. And I was like, did I say that on the podcast? I gotta keep some stuff to myself. I really gotta work on it. But um, anyway, jealousy can really fuck some shit up. I haven't been jealous really since that guy. He's the only person that's ever like put me in a position to have to feel jealous, and that is why I don't think I should call myself jealous because, like, it was like everything he was doing was fucked up he would he would like girls that he used to sleep with in his home time would message him and ask if he was going to be like home for the summer and he'd be like yeah and meanwhile we were dating like he's not single you know what i mean so he was just shady all around so that is why i felt jealous with him but i really haven't since i will say i'm not the type to be jealous about anyone that came before me in a guy's life but depending on who the guy is i can potentially be jealous of people who came after but that's really only boyfriends like my ex the one i'm getting dinner with on wednesday dated someone like for like six weeks after we broke up and also it was like eight months after we broke up and i still just like i don't dislike i try not to dislike her i don't know this girl i'm sure she's perfectly nice but i just you know she has long hair and it makes me mad and so that's like jealousy i would say but like a very mild form where i'm still just like okay I'm the shit. You know, you just got to know you're the shit. That's that's how you cure jealousy. Once you realize who the fuck you are, then why be jealous of anyone? Because really, it's sad that they're not you. You know what I mean? That's what I think. Um, That's how I feel about jealousy. I mean, obviously, it's a very, like, strong emotion, and it drives a lot of behavior that's toxic, as I just uh, demonstrated. So, yeah, I think really it just took me being like, bitch, the fuck? 
are you going to be jealous of these random people for? Like, listen, look in the mirror. Snap out of it. This is crazy. And that's, I think, what everyone should tell themselves if they catch themselves feeling jealous. And also, take a look at why you're feeling jealous because you might be dating a fucking shady asshole who is making you um, rightfully uncomfortable with the situations he's putting himself and you into. So maybe it's his fault. And that's that on that. Um, these things are very fresh because I was reading my journal and I just really forgot about a lot of the shit he pulled. Anyway, um, flings. I don't do flings. So I don't have a lot to say about that. I'm too intense of a person, I realized. And either I don't give a shit about you at all or I like care way too fucking much. And it's, uh, there's no in between. I'm finding that now with a guy that I'm like, I don't even want to say I'm seeing him because if I probably never saw him again, I wouldn't care. <laughs> but like, I think he likes me a lot and I didn't realize until over this holiday break and I was just like, oh, I don't care about this dude at all. And it's it's unfortunate. I wish I knew how to have a middle ground because that would be fun. That would make some some fun situations and hookups, I'm sure. But I'm just I'm just too intense of a person, I think to have a fling but if you can more power to you they sound fun i just like don't understand how you wouldn't catch feelings or have no feelings in it like i can't if i'm not really into someone i don't want to see them it's not you know it's not enough that they have a dick attached you know anyway i hope that answered your question it wasn't really a question it was topics um always open to topics but guys i do need some specific questions so i can you know get into some stories um Somebody asked me who my first crush was. That's a cute question. Um, my first crush was a little blonde boy named Josh. And we always played toys together. I think this was in like pre-K. We always played with the same toys. But then his best friend Chris got jealous. And one day he walked up to me playing with Josh and ripped the toy out of my hand and punched me in the stomach. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and in an effort to look cool in front of Josh, I did not cry, nor did I tattle on Chris. And you know what? Fuck you, Chris, because I still remember the pain of that punch. And that was some bullshit. So <laughs> that was my first crush. And you know what? Saying that out loud, it really explains a lot about how I handle men. Fuck you, Chris. Josh, I hope you're well. You were cute. Josh didn't ask for that. But I don't remember Josh defending me either, and that's some bullshit too. So maybe I don't hope you're well, Josh. Maybe I don't. Um, I'm trying to think. I always, I always had so many crushes. I'm not a crush person anymore. I'm just so jaded now. It's like, there's always something wrong with somebody now. It's like, I would have a crush on you, but look at your teeth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or like, dang, you're cute, but you're tasting music. What the fuck? What is that? I'm too picky nowadays, you guys. I'm working on it in therapy. I just had therapy and I probably sound really tired because it was a session. We had a session. But yeah, shout out to you, Josh. My first crush. I would say my first real crush, though, was a really good friend of mine who I'm not going to name because people listening to this podcast knows know him. I had a crush on him from like first grade to through like my sophomore year of college or not college, uh, high school. Like the longest running crush ever. Oh, my God. Oh, I was so in love with him and we were best friends. It was so cute, but he did not love me back. And then I told him that I had a, after the crush was over, I think I even had a boyfriend by this point, 
my high school did this thing called Kairos, which is like a, uh, I grew up Catholic, so it's a religious retreat where you go and pray a lot, but mostly you get, uh, this sounds like a cult. It wasn't a cult. Um, you go to this retreat and you get paired off into groups with your peers who got picked at essentially random, so you probably don't know them that well. And you like really, you talk about your like your highest high and your lowest low. It's very intense, but also part of it is people write you letters when you go. They were like four a year and when you go, you do it your senior year. Yeah, I had a boyfriend at the time. So I felt like I was in the clear. So your friends, your family, everyone writes you letters. And it's very touching. And so I wrote my crush, that long 11, 12 year crush, a letter and I told him that I'd had the crush on him. And he texted everyone else who wrote him a letter. <laughs> god i forgot about that until now that is so funny but then he did he came back from the retreat and he said and i called him out on it. he goes no i just wanted to thank you in person i didn't think i should just text you i don't believe him but it was nice that he tried to pretend that's fucking hilarious god i've had bad luck um anyway that was fun shout out to you he's kind of a shitty person now but like probably a good person at heart but he did go down a path um anyway I hope he's well too. Somebody asked, what's your favorite type of foreign food? This is from a random account and I don't know who they are. So I don't know that they read um, what this podcast is about before they submitted the question, but I will answer nonetheless. I would say foreign. What do we consider foreign? Is Italian foreign? If it is, then it's Italian. But if it's not, because I think I really like Italian-American food better than I like traditional Italian food, so that's not really foreign. So I'll go with Thai food. No, Chinese. No, no. Thai food. I'm very much on a Thai food kick. Getting Thai food with my ex on Wednesday. That's such a bad idea, you guys. It's such a bad idea. And you guys, it's like watching a train wreck. It's like I'm watching a train wreck, and you're listening to a train wreck. That's what's happening. And I would like someone to slap some goddamn sense into me. But in the meantime, I mean, he's he's nice. We don't like hook up or anything. We don't really flirt. We're just friendly and it just hurts me inside. <laughs> Happy 2020. Um, okay, spiraling on the podcast. We love to hear it. Um, somebody asked me, if someone is a bad kisser, do you think it's possible they're bad in bed? Not only is it possible, it's fucking likely. What are we talking about here? They're definitely bad in bed. Here's the thing about kissing though. Um, people prefer such different things. And so being a bad kisser is a very specific thing. And it's not the same as just not kissing the way that you like to be kissed, right? Like some people love a lot of tongue. I'm not one of those people. A lot of tongue kind of freaks me out. I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. I didn't kiss anyone for the longest because I was like, I can't imagine putting my mouth on someone's mouth. That sounds disgusting and unsanitary. That's how I felt until I was almost like 17 years old. So, um, I still don't love a ton of tongue. It's necessary though. You can't just only do lips. Well, you can, if that's what you prefer, you can. And if you find someone else who also just likes closed lip kisses, then you guys can have a closed lipped love affair. And it's, it sounds like it would be beautiful. It sounds really nice. Actually. I would take that right now. I would take a closed lip love affair. Um, like a little bit of tongue is nice, but it's just like, that's, that's for me, right? Some people love a lot of tongue. I remember I thought someone I dated was the worst kisser ever the first time I kissed them to the point where I hid, um, in the bathroom to hide from them because they kept kissing me and I didn't know how to dodge the kisses. 
I dated them for three years. So, you know, things can grow on you as well. But back to the real question. If they're genuinely a bad kisser, which I have experienced, I think I brought it up. But this dude kept his... Why is his mouth opening so wide? Why is your mouth all the way around, like, my whole um, Cupid's bow and my chin? Why is there a circle of spit around my whole lower half of my face? I want answers. I want answers. And just so much tongue. And I really tried to give feedback. And I was like, less tongue. I genuinely, I was like, less tongue. It didn't help. And I, I never slept with him again. I will say, he wasn't bad in bed. I will credit myself mostly, though, for that sex being good. I feel like I did most of the work. But he was fine. But the kissing, I could not get past. And for that reason, I never saw him. Well, I did see him again. He is the one that I matched with. Actually, I didn't match with him. On Hinge, you don't have to match with someone to see that they like you. He's the one who liked me on Hinge. And then I accepted the like. And then he wanted to see me again. But because I remembered how bad of a kisser he was, I avoided kissing him um, twice, actually. And he tried to get me to go home with him both times. And I was like, oh, sorry, I got to do laundry. And then... Um, I think he realized that I just wasn't gonna do anything with him ever again. Um, so I don't know that I've, he's really the only like bad, genuinely bad kisser that I've ever kissed. And that's pretty good, pretty good, uh, ratio there. Um, and he was okay in bed, but I would say if I'm like kissing someone and I'm not like feeling sparks, then the sex is not going to be good. So I guess... The better thing to say is if you don't enjoy the way someone kisses, you're probably not going to enjoy the way they fuck. And that's, I think I can say that with confidence. So that's a good criteria, guys. If you're having a diff mo, dance floor makeout, it's not good. Walk away because it's not going to be, it's not going to, it's not, not going to do anything for you. Um, oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. And I don't have an answer because I have this problem, but Someone asked, when someone is amazing in bed, like better than anyone you've ever hooked up with, but they are not good for you, how do you stop, how do you stop yourself from going back to that person? Girl, listen, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I do know. I do know. I am the worst about this. It takes me forever to let go of people who are good in bed because when I say someone's good in bed, that means like, truly incredible and I do not give that um, title out lightly there are just a couple people that were incredible in bed I dated both of them and both of those relationships went on way too fucking long solely because the sex was so good and that's not a good situation and that is why I stopped having sex for a while because I was like you know what first of all everyone's gonna be disappointing so I don't feel like dealing with that. I don't feel like dealing with that right now. And second of all, I just need to like cleanse. I need a detox. Because I, I actually handled it very differently both times. The first time, um, I mean, the, the relationship lasted like three years and only because the sex was so good. Genuinely. Genuinely, if it wasn't that good, that relationship would have lasted maybe six months. I'm, I'm so dead ass. But after that ended, and it ended very badly and like very cold turkey, no communication. It's actually right when I moved to L.A., I hooked up with a bunch of people, like, bunch. Doubled my number in, like, a summer. Did a lot. I did a lot. I had a fun uh, bachelorette-style, um, like, update I would send. Like, it got up to, like, 15 different people wanted to get these updates, and I was, like, eliminating guys every week. It was actually really funny. Um, 
but not for me because I was miserable. And I and because I remember doing that when the next breakup happened about a year and a half later, I was like, you know what I'm not going to do? Fuck a bunch of dudes. So I didn't fuck anyone. And then I kept trying to sleep with him. And sometimes I was successful. And sometimes he had common sense and said, nope. So I'm assuming you're asking this because that person doesn't have common sense. And they're not saying, nope. And that means you need to be the one with the common sense. And you need to be the one to say, nope. And here's why you're going to say, nope. You're going to say, nope, because ultimately... The sex is fun, but you feel like shit the next day and maybe the next week and maybe the next month, maybe the next three months if you're like me and gets into fucking holes of misery and it's very difficult to get out. So do you really want to be in a hole of misery for three months just because you fucked a dude once? No, you don't. No, you don't. And you know what? The longer you go without sex, the less you want it and you're going to be fine. Or you could go fuck a lot of dudes. Either one works. Either one works depending on who you are right? Just don't fuck this one because it's just not a good idea and you're going to feel worse. And yeah, I haven't, I haven't fucked my version of this in almost a year and we still talk. So it's not like it's like cold turkey. We don't speak. We still talk and I've managed not to fuck him because ultimately I don't know what kind of waves of pain that that would unleash and i just don't feel like finding out you know what i mean i think you know what you know what the real answer is eventually you get fucking tired you get fucking tired and eventually you're like i can this is not happening anymore you know so if you're not tired yet ain't nothing gonna stop you so i don't know what to tell you keep doing it until you're tired that's really bad advice don't don't listen to me stop it don't do it okay there we go that's a better answer Okay, another person said, how long would you be willing to wait to have sex with someone you started seeing slash dating? How would you react if they wanted to wait till marriage? Ooh, ooh. If someone wanted to wait till marriage, that is a deal breaker for me, unfortunately. It's just a deal breaker. I'd be like, ah, nice hanging with you. And I would assume I would find out about that pretty early on. Like within the first month, I would hope I'd know about that. Actually, I would definitely know about that because I probably would have tried to sleep with the person before that so yeah marriage waiting till marriage for me really is a deal breaker i need to know what i'm working with um i need to see the merchandise need to know if it works um need to know if i like it so i I really can't do the waiting till marriage thing and that's just me and plenty of people are fine with it um i'm just not one of those people um how would i react though I'd, i'd i'd be i'd be like oh okay i fully respect that and then i'd be like Unfortunately, I just it's a deal breaker for me. I think I would just be very honest because it's uh, it's not anything to be like ashamed of or it's not bad. It's just not for me. I can't do that. But if you can, more power to you. I'm sure Jesus appreciates it. Um, but how long would you be willing to have wait willing to wait to have sex with someone you just started seeing slash dating? Okay, so you're not asking the soonest I would have sex. You're asking how long I would be willing to wait. Oh, I'd be willing to wait a while, as long as it wasn't till marriage. I'd, I'd wait like a month or even maybe two. Probably no, a month. But it, it, but also it very much depends on how many times you hang out. The better question is how many hangouts are you willing to wait? And I could probably do like five, maybe six, because that, that seems like that would occur within like a month. Six hangouts if it's like going well. So 
I feel like six hangouts for me is like my upper limit. And I guess if it went on any longer than that, I just wonder what the fuck's going on. I would just be confused. I'd be like, why, are, why aren't we having sex? I have no qualms about sleeping with someone on the first date. They just need to like be worthy of it. And very few people are. I very rarely do that. Not because I'm trying to seem hard to get, but just because they're not fucking worth it. So, but if someone, listen, if I meet someone and they're hot and we have chemistry and I feel it, why the fuck? But actually, I do recommend waiting at least one date because the anticipation alone ups the sex like two points. If we're rating out of 10, you get two more points if you just wait one date. Go on one date. If you hit it off, you got sexual chemistry through the fucking roof, don't fuck. Just wait one more date, then fuck. It's going to be way better. Um, but that was not your question. But I just, yeah, I'd just be confused if it went on more than like six hangouts. And even that's a lot, but I think after six, I'd be like genuinely like, so you got herpes or what's going on? And herpes should not be stigmatized. However, I would obviously need that disclosed before sleeping with somebody. Um, but I think I've said on the podcast before, it actually can be um, managed very well. And really besides the aesthetic part, it doesn't affect your life or body at all. Unlike most of the other STDs that can cause brain damage like syphilis and chlamydia, I think. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty of worse things you could get, honestly. So, um, okay, I don't have any more questions, but this is like a short episode. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm on the Reddit Ask Women subreddit. I just got on Reddit, you guys. Um, honestly, because I wanted more info about OnlyFans. <laughs> I didn't know where to get it. And there's a lot of Reddit threads about it. I don't think I have the patience to do it um, because how am I supposed to find subscribers? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a lot of work. I can't, I, you know. I can't put in that time to market myself like that. So I don't think that's going to be an avenue for me. But, you know, people on here are really hustling. They're making money. But I'm this This is not that thread. This is the Ask Women Reddit. So let me see if I can find a good question. What are your deal breakers? That's a great question. Let's get into that. That'll be, that's a good last question to end on. Um, yes, it's going to be a shorter episode. I'm sick. What do you want from me? Um, deal breakers. Great question. Let's think. I would say it would be a deal breaker for me if the guy was disrespectful, first and foremost. I don't know if that's not an obvious one, but my capacity for disrespect ran out uh, when multiple dudes fucked me over and uh, I'm full. I'm all good. Don't need any more. So I just have no tolerance, no patience for any type of disrespect. I'm very sensitive to it. And that's just, uh, you will be kicked the fuck out of my life and I will not bat an eye. And I've done it to multiple guys. And it's honestly fun. It's fun for me. It kind of feels like, you know when you uh, get in a fight with someone and you think of like the best comeback like an hour later and you didn't get to say it? That's kind of like this, except for I do get to say it just to a new guy who's disrespectful. Right? So it's like I get to redo when I let dudes disrespect me, except for this time I make them cry. Uh, and it's fun. Anyway. Um, so that's definitely the biggest one, disrespect. Another one is Republicans. Sorry. Um, for any Republican listeners, I'm sure I have some. I don't hate you. I just could never date someone seriously that had that worldview. It's just so opposite from mine. And that's just that on that. I have friends who I think are still Republicans, but I just couldn't date someone with that worldview. It's just not for me. 
I would say, I'm trying to think like if there's anything superficial. I really don't think so, but I am big on teeth. Like I need them to be straight. Like I hate when I see someone's dating app profile and all their smiles are closed mouth smiles. I don't, I, I won't accept a like on Hinge from someone who didn't show their teeth in at least one photo. And I will not swipe right on someone who doesn't show their teeth in at least one photo because I need to see what you're working with. I do not want to be surprised. Um, and that is important to me. I do love me a great smile. That's that's a big one. Ooh, if someone isn't like obsessed with music. I don't think I could date anyone not obsessed with music. I don't think I've ever dated anyone who isn't obsessed with music of whatever kind that they liked. Like, very important to me that the person I'm with overlaps with me at least a little bit in terms of music taste and also has like their own opinions and are also very passionate about it. So for a while, I thought I had to date someone in the music industry like the the ex that I'm seeing this week. But I don't think it's necessary for them to like work in the industry. They just need to be passionate about it. I don't I don't know that I'll end up working in the industry, but I'm always going to be passionate about music. You know what I mean? So that's important. If if and if their music taste is just like no overlap with mine at all, like if they only listen to like EDM or like old school rock or something like that, it's just not going to work out with us. I'm sorry. It sounds like a weird I think I asked a poll of this a few weeks ago on the on the uh, Instagram page and a lot of people agreed with me that that could be a deal breaker but a lot of you didn't so I do know that that's like a controversial one but just for me like music is like my life really I've always been a dancer played piano my whole life you know so just if you know music is in your life it's not your life but also we probably wouldn't be compatible um wait there's so many great questions on here whatever we're only not even at 40 minutes let's go um, someone said, what is your go-to flirting slash approaching someone method? Okay. One time I just pointed at a guy on the dance floor and then he did like the whole, the whole who me, like point at himself and look around thing. And then I pointed at him again and then I walked up to him and said, let's dance. And that worked. So do without what you will. <laughs> That's not my normal approach. Um, Normally I'll like compliment something like their shirt or something or their shoes or maybe they're wearing a hat or maybe a beard. One time I walked up to a guy and said, you look like a Disney villain because he had like a curly mustache and that worked. Uh, I really think for girls, you just got to walk up and say something. And if the guy's interested, it really doesn't matter what the fuck you say. So do I have a go to though? Let me think. Sometimes I just be staring at people and not smiling at them until they walk over. But I do, I, I walk up to guys, I think, more frequently. Because if I see a hot guy, I just march up to them. Like it, Because at the end of the day, it's like, who cares? You're never going to see this dude again. Who cares if he doesn't like you? Like, you'll literally never see him again. So what? Uh, just walk up to him, say some shit. Really say anything. Uh, just march right up. Okay, this one's actually going to be the last one because my throat is starting to hurt. What is your I was trying to be sexy fail? It's a very quick story, but it is fun. Um, I was trying to be sexy. I was doing a little dancey dance on the bed. I scooted backward, misjudged how much bed I had left, fell right off the back of the bed, right on my ass on the ground. Shit was hilarious. I laughed so hard. And this was a guy I did not know. This was not someone I was comfortable with. So honestly, kudos to me for laughing. I was cracking up. He was like, are you okay? Oh my God. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. Wow. Anyway, 
that was me trying to be sexy. Um, all right, I'm gonna wrap it here, you guys. I hope that this episode wasn't horrible. Um, and I hope that my scratchy voice doesn't sound too jarring to your delicate, delicate ears. Um, as always, you can ask questions via DM Bad Sex Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or you could email badsexpod at gmail.com. Or you may ask anonymously at ask.fm slash badsexpod. Please keep sending in your questions. I love the listener interaction. It makes me so happy. And I'm so glad you guys are still listening. 10 episodes in. And uh, I can't wait to do the next 10. All right, guys. Peace out.